You're listening to the Fast Break Podcast with Carly Thibault Dudanis and JJ Du. An all-access pass to the Fairfield University women's basketball program only on the Stag Sports Network. Hey everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of the Fast Break with Coach Carly Podcast. This is our season one finale. Uh, This show is going to be covering uh, the wrap-up of the season, including the MAC tournament, getting some final thoughts from the season. Also looking ahead to what is going to be happening over the next couple of months, because when I was kind of looking over uh, what this show would be like, it's always fascinating to know. It's like, okay, basketball season ends in March. No, you don't just sit around and do nothing until October. There's a lot of things that actually happen behind the scenes, uh, both with the coaching staff, with returning players. So that's something that we're going to talk about here in this episode. I'm joined, of course, by Carly. Coach, um, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited to to talk a little bit about the, the bright future and yes. um, had a obviously huge kudos to you, JJ. This has been awesome all year. You and you and Ryan have done a great job. So Absolutely. thank you for, we, we do for have covering a, us so well. We do have a section of thank yous because there is actually a, <laughs> oh, sorry. a a nice little, no, it's okay. <laughs> no, hey, that's fine. It, it's a nice little, um, nice little army that we have of people yeah. that make sure to get this thing going. We're also joined by assistant coach Blake Dudonis. Blake, uh, first question that I have for you. We discussed this a few weeks ago. Uh, the injured ego is that recovered after your uh, litany of falls that you've posted <laughs> on social media. Are, are, are we good? I'm healthy. I'm healthy. Um, I'm good. Yeah, you know, it's it's good to uh, to poke fun at yourself. You know, um, I've got plenty of clips I could post of uh, me roasting some people too. Yeah. But you know, humility is a is a good quality. The the real question is, is it a first take for everything for all your trick shots? Or are we looking at like ten, fifteen? Are, are are you dude perfect level? I guess is what the kids are asking these days. You know, JJ, I don't want to pull back the curtain too much. You know, there's a little bit of mystery uh, of of the minds that I'm going to allow to live. So whatever Fair you enough. think, if you think it was one or you think it was a hundred, you're probably right. Okay, <laughs> uh, for those that have no idea what we're talking about. Blake, always very active on his social media accounts where he does post a number of funny things that happen throughout practice, including him. At least you're better than Steph Curry hitting poor ball kids in the face, trying cross-gym tunnel shots. I haven't done that yet, Yeah. Just make sure it's I'm, possible. Just make sure I'm not standing there, or at least wearing glasses, because we make sure to clear the area. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. The, the bill could be a little excessive. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, on that note, we do have to discuss the MAC tournament. Um, we just in our last show, we really kind of talked about the process mm-hmm. of leading into the championship, and for this group, both the coaching staff, first time coming together and doing this, and for the players as well, seeing if they reki- could rekindle some of that magic from a season ago. Ultimately. It wasn't to be, um, but I think first off, we do have to talk about a lot of positives because at least for me as a neutral, that was just a good, hard game of basketball. Mm-hmm. Both teams brought it. Um, you know, Statistically, there was not much to mm-hmm. really decipher. Both teams shot, what was it, 37% mm-hmm. from the floor. Both teams got their paint touches. I know that's something mm-hmm. that you've been really after all season long, Carly, of getting everybody looks inside to then open up the three-point line. Mm-hmm. It's just a credit to Siena. They made some shots down the stretch, and that mm-hmm. I think probably was the difference. Yeah, you know, I think – for us, our fourth quarter offense obviously really hurt us. Uh, we missed some some really easy looks, whether it was inside, to your point, of, of some paint touches and didn't cash in with some some open layups, um, some great looks that you would take from from really good players. Um, and then I, I think we had some really crucial turnovers down the stretch. Um, but to your point, I, I really liked how we played for about 28, you know, 26, 28 minutes um, through the, you know, midway through the third quarter. And it's just kind of been one of the things we've talked about all year of being able to put 40 minutes together. So, like you said, lots of, lots of positives to pull on. Um, 
Um, I thought, I thought, you know, Nellie really showed some, some shining moments and, um, obviously Callie's, you know, carried us all year long, but, uh, I thought there was a lot to build on and, um, you know, ultimately didn't go our way, but, uh, you know, a lot of positives to, to come from that. Blake going into that game, what was the mood like in the camp? Because it, it looked like you guys really, well, you did get off to a good start. It seemed like everybody had kind of that even keeled temper. They weren't overly hyped for it. They were obviously excited, but it seemed like the group was in the place, at least from the broadcast perspective that they needed to be in. Absolutely. Yeah, we felt great about uh, our preparation. Um, our kids felt great about it. There was a, I think you said it well, there's a, there's an energy and an excitement, but it wasn't over the top. It wasn't erratic. It was just, we knew uh, the importance, obviously, uh, of the tournament. Um, there was a level, of course, you know, with Santa beating us twice, there was a level of, hey, let's, we can, we can beat this team. We know yeah. we can beat this team. And so, yeah, I felt, I, I think we all felt great going into the game. And, and as you said, at the beginning of the game and throughout the game, I mean, even when they made runs, I mean, you're looking at what, four minutes left in the game, you're yeah. going, let's win this thing. So, no, it was, it was a good, um, I thought even Keel, it was right where you wanted it to be, uh, of a level of exuberance, but also a level of seriousness and focus. And I didn't, I didn't think we lost because of lack of focus. It was just shots going in for them, shots not going in for us. A couple turnovers, like Coach said. So, um, yeah, I felt great going back. If we had a chance to redo it all. I- think we would approach it the exact same way we did I mean at the end of the day as you said four minutes ago it's basically a ball game that's all you can ever ask for is to be in a position to win and um, kind of continuing on the same theme that we're getting uh, contributions from different players per game I mean we'll talk about Callie and Janelle in a second mm-hmm. but Beach kind of finishing off exactly what you wanted to see from a player mm-hmm. peaking at the right time 8.7 rebounds um, you had Mackenzie Deliba putting some good minutes in there Andrea as well again I know it's been difficult for her the last month of the season coming off of an injury and trying mm-hmm. to find that rhythm again and she kind of set the tone early knocking down a couple of shots and I thought for those three this w- this game was kind of a nice cap to their season yeah you know I think those guys have kind of fi- found their role and their niche on our team um, you know Beach I thought was a just fl- incredible flying in there yeah. for rebounds and you know really using we, we've talked to her a lot you know she's obviously a, a great solid defender that's just tough to score on but she actually was able to use her length to actually create some offense for her as well so it was really good to kind of see her continue to grow into her her role and then to kind of like you said cap it off at the end um mac you know same thing obviously she's someone that they got us extra possessions and uh you know i think she kind of was a little bit slow to start and then just finished the game um with it with a bang and so and obviously you know you talk about dre we're gonna miss her uh severely um and and while maybe the season didn't go quite how she planned as far as some injuries and having to miss here and there um i'm still so thankful for the opportunity to have coached her um and what she brings to this program and, and how she's impacted this program so um you know really really great contributions all around and I'm certainly going to miss certainly going to miss those seniors. No, absolutely. I mean, it's a, a great energy. We've spoken really about it all season long. And one of those players that, I mean, again, she'd probably love to continue playing right now with this team. But Callie Cavanaugh, I mean, if there's ever kind of a nice, the, the perfect finish that you want, she played one of her better all-around games, at least in my opinion, 18.6 boards, really looked like just a, a leader out there. Um, and like I know it's someone that we, we've spoken about a lot this year, relying on her experience to kind of set the tone and maybe even carry the load. And she stepped up night in, night out, and this was just kind of the final final day that she had to do it. Yeah, and, and she did well. And you, you look at someone like Callie, um, when you see 
you know, her numbers being a first team all Mac yeah. player. A lot of times when you see big jumps like that, it's because they a kid went from playing, you know, 15 minutes to 30 minutes. And Callie played about the same. I think she might have even played a little bit less than she did last year on a, on a per minute kind of game. But regardless, you see that that jump up. It's it's a tribute to her, and to your point, I think the last game was kind of um, a good example of what we'd seen all year. You know, from the first game when she scores thirty six, and and she had some dips in there, but ultimately, she she our confidence never wavered in her. Yep. Right, even games when she was maybe one for ten, get the ball to Kelly, let's go, let's get it back to her. And so for her to be able to kind of go out in a high note, and you know, she missed some shots that we've seen her hit all year long, and I know that she you know kind of beat herself up, but again, you can't really the result. The preparation is what yep. is important, right? And she has put the work in all year, been a perfect example of what that looks like of be ready, and and you live with the result, right? We, I, I will take a, a that open, I'll take an open fifteen footer from Callie today, right? If yep. if if I had to, and so, um, for her, I mean, we were in the game a lot because of her rim running, and, and that's something she bought into all year long of of really out sprinting, um, and using her um her speed to her advantage, and she did that early, which opened up everything for. For Janelle and everyone else, and so um, yeah, I thought she had a great. She went out on top, and she has nothing, yeah. uh, no nothing to do except for uh, you know be proud and have her head up. And I think also something that she set forward for this program is the work ethic. I yep. mean, how many times we've seen video of her after an eighteen point twenty point game? She's going out. I mean, how long do you guys take in the locker room after 15, 20 minutes after everyone talks? She's back out on the floor wanting more. I mean, if you can have 13 to 15 Cali Cavanaugh's with that effort, I think any coach would be like, thank you very much. Where do I sign? Yeah, yeah I mean, we've, we've talked a lot about just that work ethic and kind of the culture that we've set here. And she's the cornerstone of that, of showing what it looks like to be in the gym before and after, be in the gym early morning, late night, to your point. Um, and so – it's been fun for us to walk into the gym 30 minutes before practice and you've got six, seven, eight players already in there shooting. And she's kind of, you know, built that building block for that. Um, But she's someone that, you know, I think as, especially as the season went on and and I appreciate Callie because you usually see seniors, maybe like the last week or two weeks really start to hit the like, Oh my gosh, this is it. And then they're in the gym all the time. And they're, she's done that all year long. I think she's really cherished this, this extra year of basketball. Um, and hasn't taken it for granted. And that's been really refreshing to be around every day. Most definitely. And congratulations to Callie. We should have mentioned as well, handful of postseason honors. She got the first team all league. And I think we we would all agree that it was well-deserved and kind of elementary at one point to know that she's been up there day in, day out in terms of her offensive statistics and her work defensively. Another player that did receive all league accolades, Janelle Brown, third team all conference. I wanted to hold back on talking with her about uh, till now. Um, 12.7 12.7 boards. Again, the energy that you needed from her in that game. Yes, did foul out in the final minutes, but that was kind of at that point where things are getting a little bit chaotic. But we've talked about kind of growth and maturation of players, Carly, and I think we did see that, especially towards the latter stage of the season. And Yeah, I mean, she, like, every, she, like everybody else, would be very disappointed in how the day ended, but I think Janelle last day of the season versus Janelle, first day of the season, you saw so much growth and not just on the basketball court itself. 
Yeah, I think we're just we're just scratching the surface with her too, yep. which is so exciting. So, you know, we talk about, you know, her being able to stay on the court and, and play longer minutes, um, which she was able to do. You know, we're trying to get her to play in the mid-30s minutes because early on she was in foul trouble a lot. And, but she's one of our players that when she's on the court, like our, our you know, cumulative plus minus of the team is typically positive. Yep. Um, so the more she's on the court, the better it is for us. Um, and, and she shows some amazing flashes in that game of getting to the rim. Obviously hit a couple big threes, is one of the best rebounding guards in the league. Um, and so she's shown, you know, and, and earned obviously all conference honors with how she's, how good she's been. And I think, again, I think she can just be a nightmare for this league for, for two more years, which we're excited about. No, um, absolutely. And we're going to get to that little bit in just a moment here about looking at this league for the next couple seasons. But one other thing that I did want to give a significant congratulations to is our athletes that received Mackle academic honors as well, because as we've spoken, it's never easy being a student athlete because you have class. I mean, that's something that takes a lot of your time just for any standard college student, but then to play a varsity sport and basketball, which takes up pretty much your entire year. The fact that so many of your athletes receiving this honor for those that are not aware that's a cumulative 3.2 or higher GPA, Lauren Beach, who quietly, I love mm-hmm. the back end when you had, we had her on that you said, oh yeah, she's a 4.0 nursing mm-hmm. student. All right. No big deal. <laughs> no big deal. Um, Callie, of course, uh, Anna, Ang, Andrea, also there, Jocelyn, Polanski, Mackenzie Martin, and Brooke Deterian all getting that. And I know it's something that I've spoken with our director of athletics, Paul Schlickman, about many times, but for you as a head coach and for you, Blake, as assistant coach, it has to be so rewarding seeing your, your group is getting it done on all facets of life, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think we have a, just a really motivated group of young women And that's one of the things that really drew me to Fairfield in the first place was typically when you get, you know, a high academic institution in, in, you know, student athletes that are drawn to that when they're motivated in the classroom, they're motivated in a lot of areas of their life. So we've got women that are not only motivated to be great teammates, be be great in their sport, but do a great job of of also being invested and motivated in the classroom. And that obviously shows with with seven women with over a 3.2. So really proud of those guys. Absolutely. Um, all right, so that wraps up the season on in terms of Fairfield. Do want to get your guys' perspective a little bit on your first trip through this league as a whole. Um, and, I mean, what a season it was, by the way, for MAC basketball. Oh, the, the parody – I mean – the MAC is kind of a microcosm of what we're seeing in the NCAA yeah. women's tournament right yeah. now. It's so many seed upsets. I mean, first off, shout out to Ole Miss at mm-hmm. recording last from last night. They go and beat Stanford in their barn in the second round. We've had Princeton get wins, uh, South Dakota State get wins. I mean, there's so many teams, not just the Power Fives. It's mm-hmm. everybody that is finding a way to have success. But this league, I mean, if it's going to be this open this year – next year is going to be really wild. Yeah, yeah. no, I mean, obviously we don't have the context probably that you and a lot of the other coaches in the league have, but right. the fact that there were so many nights that, you know, different people could, could win and compete and challenge every single night. And, you know, while – there was a lot of games, you know, where, where Iona came out on top or whoever came out on top. It was it was a close game down to the wire. And, and for us in particular, we had several overtime games yep. with those top teams. Um, and so I think the parity is, you know, really exciting in women's basketball. And um, I think that's only going to continue to shift and change and continue to go in that direction with transfers. And I mean, I think the coaching and the, the skill level in general of women's basketball is getting better where the, the floor has raised so much. So um, I think it's been, it's been really fun to be a part of. And, and obviously I huge kudos to the, the coaches in this league. I thought, you know, defensive game plans were great every single night. You saw a lot of different styles of play, but I thought, you know, every game was competitive. 
Um, by the way, we should also say congratulations, of course, to Iona mm-hmm. and Billy for a great job that they've done all season long in winning the championship. It's never easy to do the, the double mm-hmm. winning regular mm-hmm. season and postseason. Commiserations to Manhattan getting to the championship game for the second straight year yeah. in a row, but Heather has done a lot of good things there. Um, Blake, on your perspective as well, someone also that hasn't seen this league up until this season, um, your take on it, especially you know a lot of sleepless nights of scouting and <laughs> looking at a lot of teams and trying to figure out the weaknesses, that's not exactly the easiest job in the world. No, but it it's it just makes it fun. Yeah. Um, you know, I've I've I think we've all we've coached in leagues where there's teams where you go, oh, okay, well that well, we're going to be okay that night. And yeah. and you look at some of the teams towards that finish in the bottom uh, half of our league. You go at the end of the season, they're beating people or taking people to overtime that you would have said on paper, oh, that no chance they're going to win. And so, for us as as competitors, it's awesome, right? And, and it's easy. Uh, it makes it a lot easier too to be able to go into a locker room full of. Um, you know, players and say, "Hey, guys, uh, check this out. Right? Yeah. If you if you think we're about to have an easy night, check out what they did last night. Let's see what they did the game before." So, it made it fun. Uh, it made it um, enjoyable to find those little tweaks you make. Of hey, last time we scored on this, why don't we do this instead? And we could maybe you know get two more buckets out of this or, or two more good looks. So uh, that's the fun stuff when you start getting into the nitty gritty. And and for us as a staff, I think it's exciting now that. We, we do know the league. Yeah. We do know the coaches. We do know the styles. Whereas every game, you know, for the first, you know, 10 times if we play these guys for the first time, we're going, oh, that's how they play. Oh, that's what they do. And so now for us, I think we're, we're kind of, we're, we're getting excited knowing next year we're, we're not going in blind, uh, which is, I'm looking forward to that for sure. Well, it's kind of funny that you say that because, yes, as much as you know the teams in the league, but <laughs> my goodness, this league is going to look a whole yeah. lot different Fair next enough. year. Um in doing the prep for this, I did a little bit of uh, digging and being like, okay, how many players that are seniors or grad students not knowing what their future plans are, their eligibility, but this is a list of players that could be no longer in this league due to their graduation or going elsewhere. If you all want to do the research at home to see who's going where, please go ahead and do so. But just a, a small sampling of some of the players that are going to be departing. Iona loses Juana Camillion, Kate Major, Ketsia Theus. Manhattan, Dee Dee Davis, Brazil, Harvey Carr, Emily LaPointe, Nary Dodson, uh, Maris, Kendall Crick, Juliana Bonilla, Maeve Donnelly. Kind of disappointed, by the way. I, I wanted to see her play live. Mm-hmm. I know, obviously, yes, a nice advantage not to have a six foot five center mm-hmm. to go up against live, but for me, it would have been fun to watch that. Uh, Michaela Harrison, Arne Taylor, Natalie Villaflor from the Mount, Niagara with Angel Parker, not Aaliyah, Angel mm-hmm. Parker, Nikhil O'Neill, Maddie Yell, Quinnipiac. Very long list. Uh, Michaela Morris, C.T. Haywood, Mary Baskerville, Rose Caverly, Mackenzie DeWeese, Mackenzie Helms, Ryder with Amanda Mobley, Maya Hyacinth, Victoria Toomey, Jessica Schiffer, Canisius with Vanessa Geraldson, Jane McCauley. There's one team that I didn't mention in that list because that is Sienna. I should also say uh, St. Peter's Jasmine Carter as well, which is great to see her back in action on mm-hmm. this floor, former Fairfield Stag. But Sienna and St. Peter's basically not losing much if anything at all especially on the Siena side I mean they were ahead of schedule maybe for a lot of people um, and the fact that they were probably one of the most dangerous teams we certainly know that but that's going to be kind of the, the standard bearer if they all come back next year yeah, well, and it's it's funny because they're similar to, you know, we, we had heard stories of Lou coming in and being kind of an older freshman. That's yeah. what a lot of those freshmen were sure. for Siena. They're, they're 20, 19, 20, 21-year-old 20, freshmen. And that, 
you know, while still getting the experience at the college level is important. Like they're, they're, they're mature basketball players and they showed it and how they played all year long. But to your point, like a lot of those guys are listed as seniors may go back to their, you know, current institution. Some may be in the portal. They know there's a lot of different, you know, variety of what we're going to see that this year and, and next is really kind of that last year of the COVID year and additional year. Um, but to your point, the league could look a lot, a lot different. And so it's hard to say now, okay, you know, who's going to be at the top, who's going to, there's going to be a lot of movement in and out and people that'll stay in yep. that list as well. So, um, it's hard to predict now, but, um, but every year, I mean, I think, I think to coach Blake's point, like there's, there's a, a level of challenge that we put on ourselves to prepare every single night. Cause, cause teams are going to continue to be yeah. good and continue to recruit well. And, um, I really respect the coaches in this league. Absolutely. Um, you spoke of the P word, the portal word. We're going to get to that in a moment because this is kind of the part of the episode that I was really fascinated in diving into. And I spoke about this before we went, um, to record this episode because, not many people really know what happens at this time of the year. Like, it's not just, okay, well, you go to class or you, you graduate and things happen. There's a lot of work that goes behind the scenes, both for returning players, for the coaching staff. So I kind of want to dive into that a little bit here. And, um, you know, we're not going to speak about all the specifics and what happens, but at least to give the folks the idea that April and May are not just quiet mm -hmm. months. There's certainly a lot of things that happen. So, um, Carly, for the returning players, what does the next few weeks look yeah. like? Because obviously, yes, they're going to go back to class and there may not be nearly as much time in the gym, at least with the group. But what does this period look for them? Yeah. So uh, this week we kind of sit down and do some just kind of individual meetings as far as, you know, a season recap, similar to what we're doing yeah. here. And, you know, what do we do well? What do we get better at? What, what do we want to focus on going into postseason, a full postseason in the summer, which we obviously haven't, we had a summer with this group, but a lot of this past summer was getting to know uh, the group kind of building a foundation of our system. Um, whereas now we're, we're really trying to kind of build on top of what we've done so far. So, um, giving a little bit of kind of some some goal setting and things like that. Um, and then the next couple of weeks, well, they'll do um, some things in the weight room just to kind of get their bodies back. And um, and then we will do some individual workouts in April. Um, we get about four hours on the court and then four hours in the in the weight room um, with them. So we'll start to to pinpoint some of those things that we've talked about in our individual meetings. As and far uh, as, sorry, that's yeah. a week, by the way. A right? week per yep. week. Yep. So we get to eight total hours per week, and and four can be with the basketball. So um, we'll get to work on some of the kind of the skill. It'll be mostly if not all skill development um, at that point so that they can kind of have a plan going into the month of May, which is, which is off for them. They'll obviously finish up classes that first week of May um, and, and then they'll go home and then we'll, we won't come back till June. So that month of May, they'll kind of be, have an idea of what they want to work on, what they want to do on their own. Um, and then also mixed in, and that is, you know, you said the P word, the portal word yeah. that, you know, we, we do will look to bring in, you know, a couple of transfers and so you know you hope to bring them in when your when your team is around and they can get to know your team as well so that'll be mixed in as well and then you know recruiting never stops so yep. we go on the road in april there's kind of a recruiting evaluation period um in april and it, it never stops so um it, april is a, a pretty busy month from that from that standpoint and then may it kind of slows down a little bit when your your you know current student athletes get a chance to go home and spend some time with their families speaking of rest and recovery i mean how much time do the athletes get from let's just say for example the moment that the final mm -hmm. whistle on two thursdays ago yeah. until they come back and then for the rest of the season do you guys say 
take two weeks, mm-hmm. you know, just stay away from the court, stay away mm-hmm. from everything? Is it kind of a mix of like we just need to see that you're doing the right things with your body to recover? Um, is it a little bit of a mix of both of that? I mean, how does that work in terms of making sure that the players yeah. mentally stay, you know, stay sharp, but also at the same time, like need to have some time away from basketball? Yep. So we actually the way it worked is is that this past week actually fell on their spring break. Sure. So most of them did, you know, for sure, take the last 10 days off or so. And then this week, you know, our, our strength coach is available should they want to just start to do some things and move around a little bit, um, but certainly not required by us. So there's there's a full, you know, two and a half ish weeks off um, from us at that point so that they can take the break that they need. You know, we won't do anything basketball. And even next week, we won't do anything basketball. It'll be about three weeks off from the gym. And then, you know, we're here if they do want to get some of their four hours in, they can, but that, that's certainly up to them of, of what they feel they need because I do think you need to break. Yeah. I mean, they play year round now and we, we work out year round. So I think that, you know, that little break is important. And then I think May is incredibly important that they go home and kind of recharge and refresh and be normal, sure. you know, 18, 19, 20, 21 year olds. <laughs> it, it's weird, right? The normal thing doesn't yeah. really happen that much anymore. <laughs> um, Blake, when we're having those individual meetings, how much of that is conversation based? How much of that is maybe going back, looking at video, just cutting up files for players to look at. Um, I know that's something that everybody on the coaching staff is probably going to be doing at some point or has already done and just put together. But what is kind of the mix of that? And then from that, how much do you guys just build together that package of individual skill-based needs to work on, whether that's now, whether that's maybe when they first come back um, during the summer, kind of what what goes into that? Yeah, so we've we spend um, the the three assistants. We spend a lot of time cutting up film throughout the year. So we're we're watching film with our individual, um, our you know our, our po- you know I do the posts, and sure. so I'm watching film with the post almost every day. And and sometimes it's three minutes. Hey, let's look at these five clips from the last game. Talk about it. Okay, boom, on to the next thing. Um, so we've we've done a lot of that kind of heavy lifting already uh, but then as a staff we've kind of put together some some packets of just just looking at numbers too like for contact like sometimes players don't even know like am I shooting a good three-point percentage right comparatively to the rest of the league and so we've gone through with each with each player and kind of laid out hey here's what you did right and here's how it stacks up to the league and here's just a vantage point just for some context of you know someone might think wow I'm you know I've done I've got a great assist to turnover ratio well actually and on the other side someone might be like ah I should have rebounded the ball better well you're top 10 in the league it's pretty yeah. good um, so we've put together those for all of our players and so as we meet with them this week giving them just hard data that's, okay. that's fact-based. Sure. Hey, this is what it is. This is where you're at. And so it gives them a good point of, oh, wow, okay, I, I have an idea now of, of kind of where I'm at. Because when we talk about it all the time is like when we're looking at stats, especially when we get into conference play, like we're really looking at, you know, what are our conference stats? Yeah. Because ultimately that's what matters. We need to win this league to go to the tournament. So that's really, can we beat these 10 other teams? And so uh, that's kind of how we've laid it out. And then using that to kind of set the base of what do we want to work on? And it is conversational base. And, and I give our team a lot of credit. I think most of our players are, are really um, self-aware okay, and they know their deficiencies. So it's not, you know, we're not dropping anything on them and them going, really? Okay. I, I think I'm a great layup maker. And like they, they, they know they've got to work on that. And so uh, grateful to have a group that is able to do that. And that's kind of how we'll approach it. And over the years as well, since there's just more data that's coming out, mm-hmm. whether it's video or wait, whether it's even sometimes like, you know, those maybe not for this sport, but like having the chips and mm-hmm. seeing, you know, heart rate, stuff like that, yep. but also just having straight analytics 
analytics being thrown at you. Are players nowadays like more willing to have this information? Are there some that are a bit more hesitant and maybe just rely on hard work in the gym and will just help the, those results pay off? I think that they have become more receptive as we have put it in front of them and explained it to them. Okay. Because some of these numbers are hard to understand, right? Like, again, if you just say, hey, you're, you know, your offensive rating's good. They're like, well, what's an offensive rating, right? Like, uh, hey, your defensive win shares, they're, they're down. They're, they're down, and we're showing, what does that mean, right? So as we present this data to them, and, and I'm looking at this stuff all the time. We are looking at stuff. We, we're throwing out this stuff in, in coaching meetings all the time of talking about lineups and what are the win shares of this lineup and what's the plus minus here and what's our effective field goal percentage with, with this group in. And some of that is, if we throw all that at our team, they're going to look at us like we're crazy. Yeah. Um, so able to kind of break it down in, in you know, digestible chunk sizes and, and explaining to them what it means, what things affect that, and then using that to kind of go into, okay, now as we work individually, what, how can we do this, right? How can you, player X, how can you work on your game to affect these numbers to obviously enhance yep. our team. So uh, that's how it's been for us. So we're we're heavy into it, um, but I think we're our team is slowly learning it as we kind of give it to them in, in more easily understandable you know, fashion. Yeah, so that takes care of the returning players. Now we look ahead to the newcomers that come in, uh, whether it's the ones that we know that they're going to come in in the summer, being our three uh, young freshmen that are going to come in. But you also said the portal word. So mm-hmm. what we're going to do is we're not going to discuss – any potential targets, anything that we're going to go on. But we're going to kind of pull the curtain slightly back here. When we look at the portal, obviously th- this is something that, you know, just what last week we're starting to see some names pop up in there and players that say that, okay, either my time at the school, I'm going to graduate, but I want to have one year grad eligibility or they just want a new experience. When you see the names, Carly, pop into the computer and say that, okay, X, Y, and Z are available. It's not so much, I guess, that, oh, this person is a, a great player. Yeah, it'd be amazing to have them. But it, it's more along the lines of this is a player that we need to fill a certain role. And can they also fit into the system? Yeah. So first and foremost, I want to give a shout out to I think Blake and Erica have done an awesome job of, of being on, the, you know, on it as far as the portal goes. And and all my my staff in general, you know, include uh, Eric in this, is that when you see somebody pop in the portal, I mean, we talk a lot. Um, in our team as far as like our fit and what, yep. what fits our program. Um, and so that, that starts with high school recruiting, making sure we're bringing in, you know, players that, that fit from a, a standpoint of, are they, you know, a cultural fit? Do they, are they selfless teammates? Are they, you know, tough, accountable, grateful? Those are kind of our things. And so the, when somebody pops into the portal, yes, you know, we, we look at it. Okay. Are they, do they bring the skills that we need? We watch film on synergy. We can go on synergy and watch a lot of their, their film. Um, but then we do a lot of homework of calling people around them, whether it's their current college coach, their AAU coach, high school coach, people around them, um, to truly get, okay, is this a, is this a good fit for our program? Because you actually can probably get a little bit more, um, transparent information on a college transfer from their current college coach, because, you know, they're going to tell you, you know, a lot of these college coaches, they're not going to, you know, stick their neck out and lie for yeah. a kid that's maybe been really, really tough in their program. Um, and they don't have any, you know, necessarily allegiance to them in the same way. Whereas if you call on a high school kid, they, you know, their, their AAU or high school coach, you know, wants the best for them and wants to, to put them in the best light. So um, you do get probably a little bit more transparent information. So we, we call all around, we, we do all of our homework. And then if it's a good fit, then we, we, you know, gauge the interest level of that, that transfer. So there's a lot of work that goes into it to, to truly find the right fit um, for, for us. 
Yeah, and I mean we've we've seen a lot of players in the portal that have intrigued us mm-hmm. that are no longer on our list because yep. we've talked to the coaches and to Carly's point, like they're not these college coaches are like I'll tell you the truth. Yeah, here's the good, here's the bad, here's and 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 indifference, right? And and I guess it's not fair to say good and bad. It's just kind of here it is. Yeah, right. And do we need that or want that in our program? And a lot of them we've said no, we're we're good. We're we're gonna move on. And and so for for us, it's just it's been. You know, thankfully, we've we've got enough relationships with enough coaches around the country that we're able to call them up quickly and kind of say, hey, here's and we've got and we formed formulated some questions, yep. some specific questions, not just, hey, tell me about this kid where we're, we've kind of got some pointed questions that kind of give us a good look into it. Because, you know, we're recruiting, obviously, being a new staff, it's not the same, but we're recruiting, you know, high school, juniors, sophomores, freshmen. And we're, we've got three years to get to know these kids and their family in the portal. We got about three weeks. Yeah. Right. And and you don't want to bring someone in that doesn't fit. And and I mean, new NCAA rules have been put out now where if you bring in an undergrad transfer, let's say a kid's transferring from another school after their freshman year. Right. They got three years left. We bring that kid in. They decide, you know what? I hate it here. I don't want to play basketball anymore. I'm done. Okay, we're owed that. We have to. We owe that kid three years of a scholarship. So that scholarship is now tied up for three years because the kid came and said, I hate basketball, actually. Thanks. And that's on us to do our homework to make sure that we're bringing in the quality student-athletes and the right fit because, you know, and that and that's an extreme example, of course, of what I laid out, but it's now on the table because of rules. So we're trying to be super diligent in a very tight timeline to bring in the right quality people. No, again, it, for me, it's fascinating just to kind of understand the process. But for a lot of people out there, they might see, oh, hey, I saw that person from power five school is now going to enter the portal wow they would be amazing for this team it doesn't exactly work like that um but it is again it's interesting because again you guys have your certain wants and Mm -hmm. hopes and needs and again we're not going to dive into where that's going to be but it's nice at least and i thank you guys for at least Mm -hmm. you know sharing a little bit of light onto that front so that's the possible future, the future that we know that we have coming in next year, the three recruits that we know, Meg, Carly, and Katie, who are just wrapping up, I believe, are they done with their high school seasons? Okay. So are you guys having conversations with them to kind of get them like, okay, so this is what, you know, their high schoolers are going to enjoy their, you know, their final few months as a senior in high school Mm -hmm. before things become college related, but how much are you guys getting them up to speed being like, hey, this is what we're doing right now. These are the things that we want you to do. So it's not coming to you a thousand miles an hour when they get here in the summer. Yeah. So first, it was really cool. A bunch of them came to our, our game actually in Atlantic City. Oh, that's awesome. So they got to kind of watch us play. Um, and I'll also include in there, we actually have a preferred walk on um, Casey Pryor that's going to be joining us as well in that class. So we have a kind of rounded that group out with, with four freshmen. Um, and so those guys right now, they um, are obviously, like you said, they just finished their high school seasons and you know they now it goes into all the senior proms and the the you know the end of high school things but we will as we kind of work through our kind of postseason workouts that our women will go home with in may um, we'll also share that with them so that they can you know be brought up to speed from a from just a physical standpoint because um, the, the, the biggest thing you can do as an incoming freshman is take care you know be in the best physical shape that you can be and have some sort of base of the weight room. It doesn't necessarily need to be, you know, all the, the power lifting and things like that, that, that you do once you get here. But, um, but just so that you can kind of jump in and avoid injury, um, kind of hit the ground running versus trying to, to physically get caught up to speed. So, um, that's something that they'll kind of, 
have an opportunity to to peek at before they get here and then they'll they'll get here in in mid-june and and then we go so they're they're a great group i think they're really gonna you know add value and um enhance what we're doing from a cultural standpoint as, as well as on the basketball court i think they're gonna they're gonna be they're gonna be great stags two bits before we wrap up this section blake we know that the next group that's coming in but the groups after that how much are we as a coaching staff right now looking at, okay, these are potential targets that we might be looking. If I have the math right, is it class of 28 would be the next <laughs> class? Yeah, we always think Ma- of them. Math in, is not. In, yeah, we always talk about them in the terms of what year they graduate okay. high school because I'm like, you uh, okay. I'm not, so I'm, this, I'm so not this, a math guy. This would be uh, the 24 like yeah. high school yep. kids that graduate. Yep. So how much are we you know looking around up that class right yep. now? Do we, and for people that may not know, is there even allowed contact for beyond that? Um, you know, what, what's that like? Because I'm assuming for the staff, that's a lot of what you guys are going to be looking for recruiting-wise. Correct. So right now we are able to, you know, initiate contact with 24s. Uh, we can text them. We Which can set up calls. Yeah. High school juniors. Yeah. Yep. We have offers out, and we've had offers out to them. And so now is just kind of, you know, trying to really pursue um, some of those players that we want. And, and of course, the team's construction and needs change with the portal, yeah. right, uh, depending on, on what that looks like. But, yep, we've we've identified a number of targets that we feel very strongly about that we we, we know are good fits for as people and certainly will help us on the basketball court. So, yeah, our it's it's definitely the duel. We talk about the portal, but it's also intermixed with, you know, recruiting um, high school players because I know Carly said it a million times, like, Fairfield's a place people want to come and play for four yep. years. And so while we are going to address needs in the portal, we're, we're still going to be a program that we are bringing in multiple, you know, high school athletes every year. Uh, and that's something we feel strongly about. Yeah, absolutely. You want to develop talent and also mm-hmm. develop great people as well, which mm-hmm. is something that we've seen in this program. And the last thing I want to ask is for you guys, do you all get a break <laughs> at some point? Because uh, I know the season's over, the, the job keeps going continuously year round, but do you guys, and this is for all the coaches, yeah. You guys take like maybe a couple of days a weekend in there. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, there's kind of the weekend after Atlantic City, but but the 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 thing that the NCAA has actually kind of sanctioned now to force coaches to take a little bit of okay. a break is they they've added a a recruiting shutdown to our recruiting calendar. So there's basically a week um, in May and in a week in August that you're not allowed to make phone calls. You're not allowed to go on the road recruiting. You're not allowed to like social media posts, like nothing so that coaches truly do have a week where they go and, and, you know, they can shut their brains off for about a week. So that's, there's one in May and one in August. That's kind of the, those are more months in general where there is that week, but you can have a little bit more flexibility to, to do some family things and take some time out of that with our, with our women. It's typically when our women aren't on campus. Um, So that, those those months are a little bit quieter um than than you know the other 10 months <laughs> well i'll make sure to not bother you guys during <laughs> those two weeks time but um no thank you guys for kind of discussing that a little bit because that's again something that at least i find interesting and for those that listen at home find interesting in what is to come so yeah that that does it that is gonna do it for season one of the fast break with coach carly podcast there are a number of people that we do have to thank though before we wrap this up first off you don't hear from him. You don't see him. He's always sitting in the room, though. Ryan Moynihan for producing. We should have put him on the mic today. <laughs> he shakes, he his, shakes head. his head. <laughs> no chance. I, I've asked him before, like, hey, do you want to join on for a baseball game just to leak? give me a little sanity at some point? <laughs> uh, but, yeah, producing for scheduling. Also should give a shout-out to our director of basketball operations, Alex McKinnon, who also – does a bit of work with Ryan as well to make sure that we have our players come in when they're available, that we're not dragging them out of 
some time that they need to get away from things. So big appreciation to her. Carly, of course, for you being so open to get this project off the ground. Like I've said throughout, this is just another platform to tell the story, um, whether it's seeing the product on the court or for those listening at here. And for you all listening at home, um, I know that we've gotten some nice feedback. People usually uh, after games or before games when I'm walking around say, hey, listen to the last show. It was awesome, which, you know, always appreciate just good to know that people are uh, spending the 30 to 40 minutes uh you know listen to what's new what's happening around fairfield women's basketball so thank you to you all so carly thank you um enjoy uh the next couple of months obviously we'll see each other but maybe not be here i'd love to do a summer catch-up if yeah, we can have that absolutely. but uh we'll, we'll see um we'll see you soon yeah thank you for all you've done it's been awesome of course so that's going to do it for fast break with coach carly podcast make sure to stay with us and all of our social media handles as i've said every show at stags wb ball on twitter at fairfield wbb on instagram and at stag Sportsnet on twitter so i'm jj signing off we will talk to you next time until then go stags the fast break podcast is a presentation of fairfield university athletics for future podcasts, videos, news, stats, and coverage of Fairfield Stags women's basketball, log on to fairfieldstags.com.